episode 91. I will not tolerate um, players that think it's about them when it's about the team. And um, we cannot make we cannot make decisions that cost the team. And then come off the sideline and it's nonchalant. No. You know what? I, I, th this is how I believe, okay? I'm from the old school. I believe this. I would rather play with 10 people and just get penalized all the way until we got to do something else, rather than play with 11 when I know that right now that person is not sold out to be a part of this team. It is more about them than it is about the team. I cannot play with them, cannot win with them, cannot coach with them, can't do it. Come with me, hey Mary, run quick, see what do we have here now? Killer, but don't push me. Revenge is like the sweetest joy next to getting pussy. Picture paragraphs unloaded, wise words being quoted. Beat the weakness in the rap game and sold it. Bow down, pray to God, hoping that he's listening. See your niggas coming for me. But my diamonds when they glisten, now pay attention. Good evening, dear enemy fans. I'm Asus, the man on the other side of the mic is EC. EC, how you doing, sir? Doing good, feeling good. Good to see you. Missed you last week. That's my fault. I had a family issue going on, but uh, we're all back firing on all cylinders. Uh, wish we could have a, a game to talk about, but there's a lot of news going on, so excited to get it going. It's like one of those uh, jam-packed two-week worth worth with, uh, how do you say it, worth of news, <laughs> right? Um, but yet, there's nothing going on. Uh, we've had international games, and you know, I mean, I just... I think we've had too many international games in a row. You know, it just seems like every other month we're just getting off from football, football, uh, to where, you know, we just have these breaks and these lulls to where we can't talk. But you know what? It's Manchester United, sir. I mean, the drama is there. I mean, it could be it could be on a Sunday, you know, like a, you know, an Easter Sunday, and you know, some Manchester is going to be bringing up news, and there's just a whole lot of news. You see, I think mean, since we haven't talked in, um, you know, we haven't had a pod about two weeks. I think the biggest news is is Eric Tenhag, uh, the Ajax coach, has actually sat down with Man the Manchester United brass and interviewed. What do you think about that? I mean, is is it is this smokescreen or is this actually something that's going to be concrete? Because you know, you know my feelings on um, Ten Hag, and I really want him to be the next manager. I think his philosophy is going to be a lot better than the Pochettino because you, <laughs> you could look at Pochettino now with the um, with uh, the United. You know, PSG and now he's handling all these big names and you come to Manchester United and it's the same thing right uh, we have big names uh, and I don't think he's doing too well with the uh, with the PSG I don't know if he can't handle it or he's not getting the support or whatnot I don't think he's the right man and in who's to say Eric Ten Hag is but Eric Ten Hag is what we need, as in he's going to promote, he's the academy kind of person. 
he's like a Sir Alex, right? At a very young age, right? In 1986, he's going to develop the academy and he's going to promote within. And then with Manchester United's scouting department, hopefully at this turn of with Arnold and and Fletcher and whomever, uh, hopefully maybe Edward Vandersar coming in if uh, Ten Hag gets a... Uh, gets it promoted um there's talks of also um uh the, the, the he used to he's a ex monaco um director of football ex likesy director of football he's english murphy is his name as a director of football yeah um god what is the name uh he worked with tottenham he worked with southampton uh, apparently he's the you know he, he he's legit. Uh, God, I'll research it when you when you start when when you come on. Uh, I'll get his name. Uh, but there's like this triumvirate if Ten Hag, this uh, new um, this new director of football, and also if we get maybe Evan Vandesar in in the fold, uh, that can be a link to United's past, but also a link forward in development of youth. And um, and what United used to be, uh, pre- you know, tough, hard nosed football, pressing football, uh, not what we have. Uh, but yet there is we that that was last week. You see, that was the news from last week, guys. <coughs> and you know what? Nothing's changed. No contract has been issued. Uh, we've had interviewed. Um, I think they, there's rumored that uh, Luis Enrique. Uh, some other guys have, you know, they've had some sort of talks with the club. Uh, they've been ruled out, but it seems like a two-horse race with Poch and um, and Ten Hag. And I think the longer they wait, and everybody says the longer United wait, because there are other uh, European teams that want Ten Hag. Uh, I think he'll, you know, see that we're a shit show, and he doesn't want to be a part of this. Uh, we, you know, we need to get our shit. <laughs> You know, shit together, and show him that we're a real club instead of this clown show that we are, uh, with players that are clowns, um, boardroom that are clowns, and maybe the backroom training staff that are clowns. Because, um, you know, he if it's between us and I'm just gonna put it out there. I don't even know this is true. Maybe Real Madrid, because you know Madrid changes coaches like they change underwear. To the next big thing between us and Madrid, he's choosing Madrid every day of the week, twice on Sunday, because of what we have at the club. If United want him, they need to make a decision now, and unfortunately, that's not happening. That's not happening, and it goes to show the the shit show, the the clown, the fucking. The Ringling Brothers and Barnaby Bailey show that we have in our boardroom, our back back training staff, and our dressing room of a shit show that we have. And the longer we wait, this guy's not going to be one of, made a part of it. Yeah, no, I know. I completely agree. Uh, we need to hurry up and make a decision. I've made the argument, you know, Ten Hag's not proven. Uh, neither was Sir Alex Ferguson. Neither was Pep Guardiola. Neither was Klopp. So, you know... I, Sir Alex I, won a European I, title with Aberdeen, so don't say no, no, he was not, not is, proven. I'm saying in the league. I'm saying in yeah, the, in the league. Oh, yeah, okay. None of those guys were proven in the prim before they got there. So that argument of me saying, 
you know, Potch has proven to be able to win in the prim and, and get players in the prim. Um, it's not like it's squash, but it makes sense. The he other didn't side win the prim either. Man. Say again? He didn't win the prim either. What do you mean? Potch never won the prim. That, that's my point. Yeah. My, my, my point is I'm saying he's played in the prim. Oh. And I'm saying it doesn't really matter because the other coaches I named previously, they never did anything in the prim before they came and they actually dominated in one yeah. league. So the argument that I've made, it's not that it's squash, but I see the other side of the coin where folks can say, you know, even though Ting Hag hasn't been a Premier League coach, neither was Pep, neither was Klopp, neither was Sir Alex Ferguson, and look what they were able to do. So I see both sides of the coin. Um, I still I still lean more towards Poch myself. Um, like I said, my stance, it remains the same. I'm not going to be pissed if Ten Hag comes in because I ultimately feel like it's going to be a difficult uh, situation uh, coming into this coach, this coaching position being so late um, just due to the simple fact that you have a lot of, of lingering players who either want to be here or are halfway in and halfway out. And so I would rather, oh, you got to score that. I would rather have a coach who has an opportunity to uh, put his kind of his legacy or stamp on things this summer, get a full summer camp in, and then we come into next season uh, kind of with an idea of, of how he wants to play. Um what I do know of Ten Hag, like I said, I don't watch IX week in and week out, but what I do know of him is that he does like to press, as you say. Um, he does like to stay uh, and remain physical. Um, but I think the one thing that if you ask an IX fan, what he doesn't do is he doesn't have a plan B. And so for me, that's, that is that is a red flag. That doesn't mean he can't create one. That doesn't mean he can't develop one. He is young. Um, and so, you know, being stubborn and naive is something that will bite young coaches. And I think a real good one will learn you know, two or three different systems. I just listened to Rio Ferdinand talk about how Sir Alex, Sir Alex Ferguson himself, you know, would run a system where they would kind of sit back and then when they had the ball, they were in a 4-3-3. So coaches will learn to adapt uh, in, in the league. They'll, they'll draft up their systems. My hope is is yours as well, is that we can just get someone who uh, who's competent, who has some balls about them. Um, that's one thing I like about uh, Ragnick. Uh, he speaks his mind to a certain extent. Um, but but you'd want someone to actually get a full you know summer in so that the transfer window they can really put their stamp on what they want to do, um, ensure that the, the players that are there you know that want to be there um, are involved in the program and they can hit the ground running. So um, the, the longer we wait, it's it, it's not good. I have heard rumors that Bayern Munich um, are very interested in Ten Hag. I mean that it would be a smoke screen for me because if he went there, I think he'd win everything. And then people at United would go see what we missed out on. I just think it's, it's different gravy when, when you're talking about United uh, to Bayern Munich, just the, the leagues alone. So, um, you know, I hope they get it done. Uh, you know, I, I think Pochettino's CV has gotten a little bit better. I know it's not the best, especially with the talent that he has um, at his disposal, but I do think, uh, you know, going there, winning some things, uh, he'll have a little bit more confidence. And I think coming into the prim, he'll have a better understanding of what he wants to do. This will be the third time around. Paul Mitchell was the uh, the G, uh, the director of football that I was talking about. That he, he was at Southampton. He, you know, uh, he was at, you know, Tottenham. You know, and the, the list of players. Did he time as Potch or no? Uh, I believe so, because Simeon Young, and then he went to RBC Leipzig. You know, they're you know, um, 
he found like Sergio Mani. You know, I mean, you know, he has a long list of players that he's you know found. Um, so Paul Mitchell, yes. Uh, again, getting back to Poach, I just I don't believe in him. Look at him. Look at. I mean, he's at PSG. You see, PSG. No matter how much money they have or how much money they spend, even though they have Lionel Messi or Neymar or Mbappe, PSG are not Manchester United. I'm talking about cachet. I'm talking about limelight. I'm talking about, you know, the world stage. As a club, they're not Manchester United. And the guy's failing at PSG. And when I when I say failing, I mean he's he got kicked out of the Champions League, right? Yeah, he hadn't won Champions League, but we can argue that there hasn't been a coach that's come in there and has done it anyway. So no one's Tuchel couldn't do it. He's a great coach. No, but Tuchel got to the final. It doesn't matter. No, nobody counts second place winner. Nobody does. And so well, I'm my, saying, my but... point with my point with those guys is if you don't win it or lift the trophy, nobody cares. We don't we don't know who came in second place even <laughs> last year. Just, yeah, they sacked Tuchel. They sacked Tuchel after he went to the freaking Champions League final, and they brought right, in Pot. That's my point. I, yeah. I think that that brass there, they want to win champions. They don't really care about the league because they know it's a, it's a it's a crap league. Let's just be honest. They want to win Champions League. No one's been able to do it. So, in my opinion, had he not won Champions League this year and won the French Cup and the league, it wouldn't have mattered. He would have got. He would have got. But sacked. I mean, you have you have quote unquote the so called best player in the world. That a younger age than our best player in the world. You have Mbappe. Again, you have I, a I midfield think... that, you know, Verratti. Who else do they have? Um, Rabion. Uh, who else? Uh, De Maria. They have, I mean. I think those players have had good individual seasons. And I think ultimately, ultimately for me, I don't think any of that stuff matters. I mean, Messi leads the league in assists. Mbappe is up there, top of the league in, in in goals, and I don't think any of that stuff matters. I think what matters to PSG is is Champions League, and I don't. I think with with Poch not being able to do it, I think it was going to be a failed season regardless. And he didn't do that, and so he deserves mm-hmm. the, the flack. I, I'm I, I'm not going to let him slide just the same way Tuchel doesn't slide for him not getting it done, and whoever was there before Tuchel, they haven't been able to do it. That's been the project for several years. They get the best players. They spend the most money. They get the best goalkeepers, strikers. I mean, you name it, yeah. they have it, and they haven't won the league. So I'm not saying he's a horrible coach because of that, because I don't think Tuchel's a horrible coach. I just think they have not been able to get it done, and there's no excuse for it. They've got to at least, like you said, it's good to get to the final, but I, I don't think that's what they're getting them there for. I think they're paying those kids big money, and they're trying to get returns to win a Champions League. So I get the argument. Look, I, he... he you would think with all of the money and all of the, the tools he has, you know, he'd be able to get it done. My argument's just been this. You take Southampton, you take Tottenham, you take those clubs who really, you know, for me, weren't doing too much, and you kind of change the trajectory of where mm-hmm. they are. You bring in some pretty good players, um, and you do it in that league. I trust that. I don't think, again, I, and I've said this several times. I was just speaking on an Oklahoma City, uh, Manchester United forum, forum. Uh, on Twitter, on Facebook, and it's like, you know, they're arguing about which coach, this and that, and I'm like, guys, we could bring in Pep and Klopp at the same time and have them coach, 
And if the, the board members who you spoke about earlier don't get it right and make proper decisions up top, which I firmly believe that's where the issues began with uh, Pochettino at Tottenham, it's not going to work for anyone. So they've got to get their acts together. Um, there's promises that were made, um, you know, right after COVID and the Super League happened. Um, if you look at the, the statistics right now, none of those promises that the Glazers have made have, have come to fruition, you know, minus maybe some some minor paint jobs that have been done to, to the stadium. So, you know, I hate to always go back to it, but I just I feel bad really for whoever does come in because I think we're going to expect them to you know get us back to this glory. But I, I think we really need to focus on making sure that the, the folks that are above are going to give them the assets that they need, not just money. It's not just money, but giving them the right tools that they need to be able to get it done. Because I know you, you're a firm believer in you know this guy doesn't deserve this. He he, he shouldn't be paid this and that. Um, that's kind of been their Achilles heel. They don't really make good decisions when it comes to money and business mm-hmm. and finance. So uh, I'm very interested to see who they bring in. I'm very excited. I'm not going to be pissed if it's if it's uh, Tin Hag. Not, not I'm not going to be bitter about it. I just hope that he's able to, you know, like you said earlier, it's it, PSG is not United. Certainly, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the IX is not even in the same atmosphere no. as United. And so he's going to have to handle that. And so that's, those are the other things where I have question marks or red flags about, you know, can you handle it? Nobody cares if, if Ajax loses other than the Ajax fans. <clears throat> when Manchester United, even when we win, sometimes we get criticized. So, um, you know, I, I just hope he can adapt if he, if he does, if he is able to come in. Yeah. I mean, with Poach, it's like, I mean, you're in the frying pan at PSG, right? Now, 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 when you go from the frying pan, now you're going to go to the fire in Manchester. I mean, it it is what it is. I mean, an incompetent board, and we can say that. And yes, and I know, I know, we we are we can go back and forth about coaches, and this is where I'm like saying, okay, yes, coaching and players need to have responsibility. I'm a firm believer in that, but yes, I'm also on your camp to where if the shit is uphill. Shit rolls downhill, right? Shit, the, the board ain't right. The back, the back coaching room ain't gonna be right. The dressing room ain't gonna be right. You know what? We can't change. We as fans, and that's us because you know we buy merchandise. We 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 fill the stadiums. You know we, I mean we're you know we uh, subscribe to Man U TV or you know you do you know we're Manchester United fans. We can't get away from you know what. Every dollar that I put into that little emblem that has a little trademark by it, right? A little, you know, I know, I don't know if y'all seen that little, when you buy a hat or you buy a scarf or you buy a shirt, that little emblem that says T, that's money in the Glazer's pocket. So you need to, you know, buck up, you know, or shut up, one of the two, right? Put up or shut up. If you're, if you're not in, fi- in I'm not saying UEC, I'm not telling you to shut up. I'm just saying, the fan base. <laughs> I don't want to get Chris rocked on this right here. <laughs> and we'll talk about that later. Uh, uh, I, uh, I'm just saying, well, there's there's so much complaining you could do about the board and the and the Glazers as a fan base, but yet you put money still in their pockets. You go to the concession stands, you buy the little trademark sign. You buy um, uh, season tickets. 
You listen to their podcast on, on YouTube. You give likes on their fucking um their homepage on Facebook, Twitter, everything, all that. All that makes money. M O N M O N E Y money. Yes, thank you. You're talking about uh, spelling with your kids. Yeah, hey, yeah. I, I was just about to say. That. I was just about to say that. You and me together can help him get his homework done. Yeah. We would all get in trouble the next week by our wives. Uh, I'd be like, shit, uh, Mr. Rosa, your daughter uh, needs remedial classes. Why? Well, her homework came back and she failed her homework. Well, fuck, I helped her out with that one. <laughs> Anyways, money. We give them money, EC. Money don't lie. Well, that's where allegiance goes to. And, 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 I'm not, and even in this, right, we talk about it. Obviously, we, we're not making money off this. If anybody out there wants to contribute and, you know, just reach out to us on our, uh, our, our emails and, hey, you know what, we'll plug you, whatever. Uh, if you think this is a good platform for you, and which it is, I really do. And we would love your money. But, uh, you know, this Manchester United won't get that money. The, the, this money will stay in firmly in the pockets of EC and myself. Let's put it that way. I won't go to the Glazers. But, again, it... We can't, we have to stop saying the board and this and this and this if we know things are going to change. Now this is the expectations on the players and coaches, right? Or we just have to adjust our expectations saying that, you know what, we're the middle of the road team. We're going to be uh, Arsenal, right? We're going to fight for fourth place uh, every year, get Champions League money, and the glory days are over. So I just I don't know I don't know what to say what else to say, it's like again I keep referring back to it on the Dallas Cowboys, Jerry Jones even though he had a fun baby with somebody else uh, and he's you know he's getting sued right now. Uh, that old fun. Oh, you know, actually, no, he actually he's suing his own daughter for or his fun baby daughter uh, because she outed him. Anyways, we're the Dallas Cowboys right now, right? We make shitload of money, and they, they, they care about mediocrity, and that's what we are right now. And that's why I'm kind of like, does Ten Hag really want to come to this, or does Poach really want to come to this? Or are we just going to redo a retread? Because I think Sir Alex said he wanted, he wanted Car- Carlos Ancelotti. You know what I mean? Carlo Ancelotti, I'm sorry. A retread. Uh, fuck, man. I would be laughing my ass off if, Rafa Benitez is one of our coaches, right? He is a coach at the club. But that's what we do. So let's see. Let's see if we shit or get off. Was it shit or get off the pot? And, yeah. um, <laughs> and make uh, Ten Hag or, or Pot your real offer, which I'm really hoping it's Ten Hag. But, you see, you said uh, something a little earlier. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, you said... The unbelievable contracts that we're offering, right? Well, you see, there's three individuals that are currently under contract negotiation. Can you guess those three individuals and who actually really deserves more money? Well, I know I knew Bruno was. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I didn't hear the other. Who are the other two that are Shaw, trying to get contracts? Luke Shaw and Marcus Rashford. Oh, oof. Marcus is going to have a hard time to go. 
negotiating. Mark's gonna have a tough time negotiating. Uh, Luke's gonna be in the same boat because it's it's one of those "What have you done for me lately?" Uh, type of leagues. Um, Bruno is gonna get a deal. Matter of fact, his deal's done. It was a five year. I think he'll leave the club when he's thirty something, unless something catastrophic happens and he he decides he wants to leave to to win something. Um, I think Bruno deserves it. I think I think Bruno. Um, for me, the the past two seasons has been very, very impactful. Um, not just on the pitch, but um, off the pitch. No, no issues. Um, you know, if if you're saying, you know, I know a lot of times we talk about um, the players that we have here, and one, one of the things that I've consistently said is that the players are just not consistent. Um, I could argue that Bruno's probably been the most consistent. Barring maybe David Gea uh, this season, not so much uh, before that when Henderson almost took his job, but um, you could probably say that uh, Bruno's probably one that deserves it. Um, it's unfortunate because we as fans are pretty fickle. Um, I know myself; I can fall into that category from time to time. I think, uh, but you know, Luke Shaw, you know, at one point in time, not too long ago, was one of the best. Uh, left backs, uh, not just in the prim, but but in the world. So, um, yes, he'll have a tough negotiation to go through this season because I feel like Tellis really pushed him this year. I don't think it was probably his best season, um, but I think you know he could probably argue you know getting acclimated to Sancho, um, you know figuring out a new player, you know in that position with you know Marcus not being being there anymore. He could probably argue that. I think kind of the same <laughs> thing goes for Marcus. Um, you know, like I said, man, fans like myself are very fickle and, you know, we, we fall into that, you know, what have you done for me lately quite a bit. And so, you know, it wasn't very long ago, Luke Shaw and Rashford were, you know, they were killing it, holding it down for us, making plays, making defensive plays, scoring goals. Um, they were doing all those things. And then, you know, you fast forward to this season and it's, it's been pretty bad. So. I think of the of the three to answer your question, Bruno's probably the only one that deserves it. Mm-hmm. Um, he still has a lot of work to do, but um, you know, to go ahead and, and double his salary, um, you know, good good for him. I hope, like I said, I hope it I hope it he remains in form. I hope that you know things that are going on overseas, as far as international break goes, hopefully that carries on. You know, just with him and. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, you know, having a bit better, better go at it internationally. Hope that continues to run into the league. Um, but the other two, they'll get their money. But I think it'll be, I think the negotiations will be a little bit tougher than Bruno's was. How much is Bruno going to get? Was it three hundred k? He's he's doubling his salary, so he's still not going to make more than Pogba, De Gea, and two others. I want to. Ronaldo, say, obviously. Ronaldo, and then there's one other. So he's still like fifth on the totem pole. Um, but, you know, to double your salary. But he's, it's like 300, I think, right? If I remember. Win, yeah, 300, you know, yeah. plus whatever endorsements he's getting. Um, this is a, it's a huge deal for him, huge deal for his family. Um, and so I, I say kudos to the guy. Mm-hmm. That, that's, that's you know, you, you come from Portugal, you play at a, at a really, really good club in Portugal, and then come to the biggest club in the world light the world on fire um that's that's exactly what he did and yes he does give it away yes he drives me nuts but um he 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 gives you a chance and so i think one of the things we've got to just remember is just you know when they're when they're in their 
doldrums, and I know we'll talk about McGuire later, we can't forget the good times that they gave us. So um, I was happy for him. I hope I hope that it works out. I, I really do. I don't want this to, um, to to go where he gets the money, and now he's just, all right, let me just relax. Hopefully it spurs him to, you know, continue to be one of the best uh, midfielders that are, that, that's there in the league right now. Again, I'm torn, you see. I'm very torn. And again, I know it's uh, it goes back to – I think his contract is going to be up at the end of 2023. Am I, am I correct? He's still, yeah, he's, he we said like two had, more years on the contract. Two more years. Yeah, they could have took their time. Yeah, but I mean, obviously, we're seeing the um, the repercussions of that with right. Pogba's contract, right? If we did right. take Not- that long, and then um, he goes into his last season, and then he's a free agent already. You know, like Pogba. So that's I, why the deal was done. Yeah, I know you say monopoly money, you see, and this is where. You're saying, God, how many? It'll take him to he's 30 years old. I don't. I don't. Okay. You want to keep somebody hungry, right? And hungry? You know, you understand what I'm saying? You want to keep somebody. I, I, yeah. I think, I, think he, I, I like your point of that when the kid's 18, like Mason. If Mason wouldn't have screwed his life up, and did what he did, I would have understood him not getting a huge deal until he was 20-something, lit the world on fire, mm-hmm. had a great World Cup, came back, and then signed the big deal. I get that. But I think to your point, and I know you've been banging this drum for the longest time, it really shouldn't matter what you're on every week. Just go out there and perform. So, I mean, if you're Ronaldo and you're getting 500000 a week, I shouldn't be focused on how much money you're making. I know it looks great, and the bottom line comes across. You go, yeah. $7 million and for five, but, but I should really be focusing in on your play, and that only comes up cash when the player doesn't play well. You go, we gave him $80 million. No, it becomes a cash, too, when he can't get rid of the motherfucker because he's on too high wages. Well, I, you know what I mean? I understand that. And that's the thing. It's like people get old. And when people get old, you can't sell them, with, especially if they're on big wages. That's the only thing. I mean, if we're—I mean, when you said it's another five years and he'll be in his thirties, we'll get into the Pogba situation here too because I think Pogba is going to be twenty-seven. He's in what the 27, 20, 29 range. Um, I have an issue with that. I have an issue if he's going to be thirty years old and he's on big wages and he's declining. And he's not producing because this is the thing about all three of them, right? All three of these guys, you said, you know, you talk about Luke Shaw, you talked about Rashford, right? They've given the, and, and, and Bruno himself, they've given us, they've given us this, and probably you can lump him in there too. They've given us this club, the, these moments of brilliance, right? At times, at times, have they consistently had. Two seasons, a season, a full season, much less two seasons. Give me three seasons of consistent football. I'm not saying great football. I'm saying consistent football. And you could no, say that, that was my argument earlier. Yeah, that, that's why when you asked the question of the of the of the three, 
Bruno would be the closest. Yeah. The only the, you you could even I mean, De Gea was for quite some time. Then he fell off as well. Yeah, I mean, and but I, he had yeah. one season out of what? How many seasons you see? Like eleven. So, so that's why. That's why he's the only one. He's on yeah. four hundred grand a week. He's the only one that's that deserves it. He's the only one where you can make the argument of consistency. Yes. You can't say that about anyone else at the club. No. So, so you know, it, you you kind of you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. You do you want to be the the most known and recognized club in the world, or do you want to win things? And I think that's where they get conflicted at the top. I'm not going to go there because I know we just did, but I think those players are going to garner those wages um, because of who we are and, and the amount of money that we draw because of the simple fact that we're so big. So. Yeah. They got to figure out what they want to do because I think they they got scared, right? And they're like, well, we just did this with Paul. We're going to lose him to Juve. We're going to lose him to Real. We don't want to lose Bruno on a free. So let's make sure he's 33 years old before you know we, we call it quits with him. So that's what he'll be at. I, like I said, I don't love it, but I get it. I understand it. I, I You know, I, I see where they're at. You know, football's a little bit different than other sports. So... I mean, they can cut ties if if it's not working out, um, but I, I hope it does. I hope I hope this is the start for them. Say, okay, this is who we want to run the midfield for the next five years. This is the guy who we want to be our number ten. That's what they've said with this with this with this contract move. So, you know, now you got to hope that the next piece falls, which is you know who's going to be the next CDM for the next five years. So that this is why your argument earlier about we can't sit around and wait is huge. Let's get the next person in and let's figure out if Luke Shaw is who he wants. Let's figure out if Marcus Rashford is who he wants. He's got no choice on Bruno. <laughs> Bruno Bruno's here. So that, that's something that's kind of set in stone. But I think the other guys, um, you know, I'd, I'd like for this new manager to kind of put his foothold on what he thinks uh, is, is going to happen and who he wants to kind of help lead the charge to a, a new, hopefully a new uh, Manchester United. All right, let's uh let's keep it Manchester United centric, but I actually talk about Manchester United. You see, um, Gareth Southgate, the England national team. There's a lot to talk about there. We talked about Luke Shaw and Rashford, right? Um, let's talk first about Jane Sancho getting get, being left off the team because I think. The bigger story is what we're going to talk about Maguire, Maguire yesterday. But let's get the the Jane Sancho thing off the off the books uh, because I think that's a travesty. Uh, if you look at who was on the team, uh, who I mean him compared to what was on the team, I think that was a big slap in the face to Jane Sancho. I understand why Rashford was left off the team. I mean he's just not in form, and that's understandable. Why is Luke Shaw on the team? I just didn't. I don't know why. <laughs> you know, because he was he hasn't been playing for Manchester what in the past what month month and a half? You see, right? It's been a while. It's been a while. It's, it's, it's been a long while. It, it it just it it goes back to you know I've been saying it forever. This guy, and watch he'll win the World Cup this year. <laughs> you know, so uh, I just I've never I don't like him. I've told you that before. I don't think he knows what he's doing. I think he's got a freaking Cadillac, Rolls Royce, Ferrari, and he just does not know how to drive it. And so it's a shame. You know, I, I really think Sancho is coming into his own. 
um, you know, good thing for us, you know, as, as United fans. And uh, this guy just doesn't get it. He doesn't get it. Um, he, he continuously makes the wrong selections, plays the wrong formations, um, you know. And so, I, you know, like I said, I'll say all this, and then they'll go to Qatar, and they won't lose a game. <laughs> but I ultimately think that was something that uh, he, he screwed up on again. Um, you know, and, and, and we'll make excuses, which is fine. You know, he's, he's, he's a man. He's got to, you know, stand behind what he believes in. But I just think, you know, if you're looking at young, hungry, you know, talented, technical, no issues off the pitch that I'm aware of anyway, um, this is a, this a no brainer for me. So, um, it is what it is. Like I said, they, they qualified. We still have what? couple six six more games seven more games you know for him to shine maybe he'll pick him i hope that he does um i hope he picks i hope he picks rashford and shaw uh, because i think form is something that if if they can you know have a good world cup be celebrated and come off i think you know that's only going to help us going into going into the next season i was pissed let me say it i saw that you know in and I think Jane Sancho is always going to be compared to Jack Grealish, right? And due to the fact that they're the same, not class, as in they're the same. They they're got the same to a style. big, yeah, they got to the same big club at the same year. Um, uh, Jack Jack was, what, over 100 and something million? Uh, Jane, <laughs> what, 70 million? Um, big money. Big, you know, both, both are big money. So they're always going to be compared to each other. And obviously because they're same Manchester Manchester teams. Um, so when you look at their credentials, right, you see? How, I don't understand. Jaden's been on a tear. You know, he's been consistent with his club. Jack can't even, can even sniff the pitch. The, the argument I heard is that the reason why he went that direction is because of the style of player. And I agree with you. I kind of feel like they're the same. So I didn't agree with the argument, but what was basically says that Southgate doesn't think Sancho can play on that wing, the way Gareth wants him to play. And apparently Jack does. He plays the style in that system that Southgate likes and Sancho does not. So again, I ultimately think Sancho is a winner. Mm-hmm. I think you agree. I think he's been in form, but he's proven that basically it's going to be his system, his style, or the highway. And so, like I said, he got to the final of the Euros just last season, mm-hmm. right? It's PKs away from winning the whole damn thing. So it's not like the guy can't coach. I just don't think he makes the best decisions when it comes to, one, picking the players, which I think is paramount, and then, two, when it comes to big game stats and and statistics and putting the right players on the pitch, he gets all defensive and doesn't use his attacking talent, just like he did again, uh, for this this, uh, qualifications. But but, but here's the thing. I mean, they don't – and this is – I'm going to get killed – by English people who listen to this, they play like North Macedonia and Estonia, and they don't they don't really have the hardest draws when it comes to these international breaks all of the time. So 
maybe it's a smoke screen. Maybe it's just one of those things of I didn't need him for this break. He wanted to go out and party, which he has been doing. I know we haven't talked about that, but maybe he wanted to get his club on. Maybe he called him and said, hey, I'd like to call you up. And Jaden said, look, boss, stressed. I, I don't think you're going to need me for this run. I'm not going to get butthurt about it. If you don't pick me, cool. I don't know. I just know for me as a fan, I like seeing my players on international break because I would like for, for, for me to see them get back into form or – you know, start to score goals to get confidence. Um, it's just, it's, it's one of, it's, it's like a catch 22. You watch them and you go, oh crap, he's hurt. You know, I, you know, Eric Bailly is another one. You know, he, he plays for Ivory Coast and you just know. Every fucking it's issue. It's a matter of time before this cat goes down. So it, it's one of those things <clears> where, <throat> you know, it's, there's a lot of pride involved for me as a fan because, you know, that's basically what you're saying is those are the best guys on the club. That's what you're saying when they get picked. So, you know, you want Scott to go. You want Sancho to go. You want Rashford to go. You want all those guys to go back. We got 16 players, I want to say. Am I correct? Right. Right. So you you, you want it to be loaded with United players. If it's it's the English squad, you want it to be loaded with United players. You know, uh, you know, I don't I don't root for Chelsea, but when the United States comes on, I want Pulisic to do well. So, you know, it's it's one of those things. It's I don't trust the guy. I don't think he knows what the hell he's doing. But, again, like I said, they'll go to Qatar. They won't lose a game in the group. They'll win the whole deal, and I'll have to eat crow. But as of right now, I just I, – I don't think the guy – I don't think he gets it. I Never mind. I'm not going to bring it up. Never mind. Forget about it. I was going to – I don't know if he – do you believe in this thing that it's a racial bias amongst the players, EC? That this theory that's been floating around? I, I mean, I... In your opinion. I don't think that. I, I, don't, I, I, don't think that. I, I honestly... I honestly don't think that. I do think that there there is a... How do I say it without saying? Because I don't want to I don't want to say that the whole fan base is... I do think the English fan base is a little bit behind when it comes to things they say and things that they do when it comes to their to 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 Jamaican or African or whatever they are players. I do think they're behind, um, and I'm not giving them any excuse. You know, it, it's not like you need technology to know that you're being a douchebag. Like just <laughs> you know, wake up and, and understand what you're doing is wrong. They don't they don't need that to be able to cow. That was scored. Sorry, they don't need that to be better people. I just think they've got to, as a country, you know, speak up about it a little bit more. So I don't think that has anything to do with it. But I, what I do think is, is that, you know, I just feel like the attacking players that he has at his disposal, it makes absolutely no sense to not be scoring two to three goals a game, or at least you know having ten to fifteen chances a game, and then you bring on the likes of Jaden who's coming onto the mix, who's young, I, he should never be left out. I would be heart, heart to my hand the same way you would be if he had been playing like crap, which beginning of the season is looking a little shaky for him. Mm-hmm. He's been playing really well. so That's why I understand the Marcus thing. So, so for me, like I said, I, don't, I, I kind of almost bought into the fact that maybe – 
the way he likes to get at players, the way he likes to, you know, razzle-dazzle on the wing. Maybe Southgate's just not about that. He don't want a whole lot of shake and nutmeg and, and take it. Maybe he wants to do possession football, right? And so it, it, he's the coach. If you're the gaffer, you get to make the decisions. And so if 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 that's where he's at, fine. But look, I saw Jaden on Instagram yesterday, and I'm going to tell you right now, he didn't look too bothered about not being picked to uh, to play in a football match. Matter of <laughs> fact, he looked like he was having the time of his life. Okay, so, you know, I do feel bad for him. I do. I'm not going to sit here in front like I didn't feel bad for him. But once things settle in and I start thinking about the monopoly money that this cat's making on a weekly basis, I see the places he's at, the people he's around, I think he'll be just fine uh, and, and, and will play just fine on Saturday against Leicester. Yeah, let's hope so. Let's hope so. <laughs> let's hope he uh, gets some revenge against Southgate because I want to, you know, I, I wish the best for the kid because, I mean, he's playing good. He's playing very well. Um, speaking of injustice, EC, or justice served, you talked about, you know, we talked about Marcus Rashford. I know you brought it up. Um, the guy that uh, was racially, abu- uh, racially abused, Marcus Rashford, um, has been sentenced. And he's gonna serve some jail time. So, uh, kudos, kudos to that. I mean, I mean, it, what he what he experienced during the Euros um, by some English fan base that were crazy, like you're talking about the biased and all this stuff. Um, now justice served, but also there was a fan base that rallied around Marcus too, uh, and a lot of Manchester Manchester uh, people rallied around him. So. We can have our opinion on Marcus and uh, on his play, but on what he is as a person, who he is as a person, and um, that's you know he, him. Everybody's you know impeccable, you, you know. So you know, thank God justice served for that. But you brought up something else, CC, regarding the national team on biases. You talked about form. Harry Maguire. Do you think Harry Maguire should have been on the national team? Much less, again, because I, I, obviously there's a certain sect of, of, of fans out there that obviously stated their um, appreciation, how would you say, right, for Harry Maguire yesterday? I, I would say their gratitude and appreciation. Gratitude well, and appreciation. Acceptance of him acceptance. being an Englishman. Um... And <laughs> of Harry Maguire yesterday, uh, he got booed yesterday. You see, and now everybody within the national team is rallying around this guy, and oh, they're talking about unacceptable and blah 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 and blah blah blah. Well, I understand if if it's the booze because he's not informed. You see, how do you bring a non-informed guy? You bring him in in um in in, in into the team. You start him, whereas an informed guy, you leave at home, right? I don't care. I mean, who was his partner yesterday? And please don't tell me Tyrone Mings. I'm not even going to lie to you. I don't pay attention. This is how much I don't like Southgate. <laughs> I just don't rate the guy. I didn't pay attention to it. Um, I, I'm going to look at it right now um, because I, I, I want to answer your question. But I... 
you know, literally, um, <coughs> here it is right here. Okay. Ivory coast lineups. So you got McGuire. Yeah. Tyrone Mings. Was it matched up with him? Matched up with Tyrone Mings, Ben White on one side and Mitchell on the other. And let's see, Gallagher came out, Foden Walker. Don't think he got subbed off. No, he got the captaincy. Yeah, so look, like I said, don't think it's a race thing. I just think one of the things that I've said earlier about Marcus, and I said the same thing about um, Luke Shaw. Yes, his season has sucked in in terms of Harry Maguire. But it was not very long ago. It didn't suck, and he was doing very well. And so I feel like, what have you done for me lately? Give another, give another kid a chance. He's not in form. Humble him. Make him earn it again. That would have been nice. But uh, you know, at the end of the day, I think Gareth rates him, likes how he plays. Um Likes what he does, likes his height, likes his strength, um, likes his ability to win the ball in the air. And so he picked him. I wouldn't have. That's just me. I, th- I There's tons of other English center backs or center halves, whatever you want to call them, that could have started in front of him. So, you know, again, difference of opinion on how the lineup would be and how I would play. Mm-hmm. And, again, that I think that's the thing ultimately that, you know, it drives me nuts to see it because I, I guess it's in my head. I feel like I know how they, how they could play as far as the system is concerned, and they don't do that. They don't – They don't. that's not That's not in his wheelhouse. So, you know, he's a boss. He, he's, he, he's, you know, he's in charge, so, you know, you let him have it. But I just think he's got so much talent at his disposal, um, and for whatever reason – doesn't use it but again look you know look at the score three nothing i can't you can't argue three nothing was the bullying justified yeah it's justified at Wembley listen if you don't play well this is this is sports this isn't you know this isn't uh he didn't uh, do anything to i mean if they won three nil he really didn't do anything it's like not with manchester right where he have gaps and they score, they won three nil. So what? I mean, I think what was the justification? I just want to know. I just want to know. I would. I mean, I wouldn't. I don't. I mean, I don't give a fuck if they blew him or not. Trust me. Here's how, here's how it's justified. Here's how it's justified. Okay, we can't as fans, me and you sitting <clears> here, <throat> say to ourselves that we know who was booing this guy. It, it could have been a pocket of Arsenal fans. Could have been a pocket of. Uh, City fans, we don't know who's booing the yeah. guy. And again, this isn't—he's not a firefighter. He's—he's he's not a—he's not a police officer. He, this is professional sports where booing happens. And you know, if you look—if you look at his tweets, if you look at his Instagram, he's positive. He's not saying you know it's tough to be booed or he's hey great to great to get a win. Feels good to be with my you know my guys. And I know any moves so. Yeah, it's justified. You don't like a guy. You pay your ticket to get in. Don't say anything about the guy's mom or his kid or his wife. 
you want to boo the guy, boo the guy. Mm-hmm. You gotta, you gotta have big enough stones, especially at that level, mm-hmm. to listen to the criticism, block it out, and play the game that you love. So, yeah, booing's justified. You've been playing like crap. So, there might be a rival fan or two there that go, you know what? Let's give him some stick. And he's got to be able to take it. So, you know, I don't think this would happen had they won the Euros. I think at that point you become a, a legend and a hero and all those things. Um, but the fact that they don't get it done, the fact that he's having a horrible season um, and he still gets picked, yeah, he gets booed. He gets booed. So, um, you know, let's just hope that this is one of those things where, you know, he uses this as energy. A lot of a lot of top athletes, they they get the criticism and they use that to fuel kind of that fire that they need to kick him on. We need we we need him to kick on. We, if he's in form, and he's doing everything that we need him to do when he was playing well, it's only going to help us. It's only going to help us. So, um, you know, I hope he comes back strong. Hope he comes back with a little bit of a a, a chip on his shoulder, and plays well because. All these other clubs that are around us, they're all sitting pretty. And we're we're basically climbing a mountain. <clears throat> Mount Everest, really, if you look at it. And uh, he's got to help with that because I, I think he's going to get picked. I mean, you're not, you know, Baye's out. He's not picking Lin, He's not picking uh, uh, Pink Boots. Uh, I can't remember his name now. But it's going to be Varane and Maguire. Phil Jones, excuse me. He's not picking Phil Jones. He's picking Varane. He's picking McGuire. Varane's in good form right now. So let's just hope he carries it out, doesn't get injured anymore. Um, and he continues to play. But, yeah, getting booed, that's a part of the gig. It just sucks. That I, yeah, that's doing it. I, don't, I, don't, I don't agree. With, I'm not saying I don't agree. I don't agree with the English press that, oh, my God, this is such travesty. This is a travesty because <clears throat> we're going to talk about this. the next man, Mr. Paul Pogba. They have no problem doing that. Right? Oh, they kill him. They kill him. They kill him. And I'm, I'm not saying it's not all justified. Because we're going to talk about Paul. But they do the same thing to Paul Pogba. And there's no issue. Yet, Harry Maguire, English captain, or Manchester United captain, <sighs> decent center back. Uh, this is a travesty. Oh my God, he got booed at Wembley. Blah 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 blah. Anyways, I just yeah, you like I'm I'm on your boat. The dude needs to grow a sack. All of the uh, Jordan Henderson, shut the fuck up. Don't go don't don't go to Twitter. Don't go to Facebook or whatnot and try to defend him. And this is you know this bullshit. Hey, the dude sucks for Manchester United. Period. He sucks. They're letting their fate, they're letting, <laughs> just like they give the same shit to Paul Pogba, because he sucks, um, they're doing to Harry Maguire. You know what? Because we expect more of our players. You're an English starting captain, or you're starting, and you're the captain also, or co-captain, or whatever you want, and you suck for your club, there's a bias. So shut the fuck up, Henderson. Jordan Henderson, because you don't even fucking play for Liverpool anymore. So shut up. Uh, getting back to my friend Paul Pogba, you see, he has a. Hmm, I'm getting tired of the narrative that he, when he uh, says something on his national break or international break, because that's what he does. He doesn't say shit um, 
when he's at Manchester, it's always on his international break, or it's always on the international break. His his uh, his uh, <coughs> his um, agent leaks something, so I'm just getting tired of that shit. So I'm just like the same, just like just like I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna bash on Harry Maguire. I'm gonna bash on this guy, um, Paul. I'm getting tired of the narrative that the English press is racist. They're bigoted. Because I got called a xenophobe on Twitter. And I'm a fucking Mexican-American. And I lived through Mexican-American and Trump's America in South Texas. I'm not, I'm not racist. And I got called a xenophobe because I, I, all I said was that it always seems, it's funny how all this stuff always comes up, what Paul brings up. When he comes on international break, he talks about mental health and how, you know, about, um, you know, what he's going through with Jose. Why wasn't that brought up when he was in Manchester? Why is it not now brought up? Why is it always brought up? He brings about, oh, the clubs, you know, I play better with France and it's the, the way the clubs run. And then obviously, you know, he has no, you know, allegiance to Manchester anymore. He's not in a contract. He's a, he's a free agent. So now he brings this up. I mean, have the balls, man. Because you know what? And when I when I, I didn't want to respond to the guy that called me a racist and a xenophobe because I well, what I said because there's nothing racist or xenophobic I said. Um, all I said was, hey, you know, just basically, where's all these problems when you were with Manchester? That's all I said. I mean, I could have said, you know what? I, you know, if you want to call the English press biased because of English people, okay, I can give you that. But because they don't, they don't bash Marcus as bad. They don't bash um, as, as Sancho as bad. They don't bash Rafael Varane, which is French, as bad. You know why they bash Paul Pogba? Because he comes out and says shit like this. He comes out in interviews and opens his fucking mouth and doesn't know what the fuck he's saying. And he, he, he doesn't know. He, he can't read the room. You know why Manchester United players, people, uh, fans have never endeared to you? Because you've never endeared to Manchester United. Sir Alex was right when he got rid of you. When he said, you know what, go ahead, leave. Because he knew what it was in your heart. Your heart ain't Manchester. You don't have the fucking stones to play for this club. Never. And, and, and I know you see, I'm sorry, I'm going off on a rant. But... You're okay. No. I mean, he... he, I, he man, <laughs> It's so bad as he'd rather play with a 35-year-old Paul Scholes than your fucking ass that you couldn't fucking, you know, you don't, you don't have the guts. You've not stringed in two seasons together as a decent player. You're a jag, Paul Pogba, a jag. And I'm glad if, Man if Manchester United was smart, they wouldn't offer you a fucking contract. But I'm tired of this narrative that, oh, everybody talks shit about Paul Pogba that they're racist and xenophobic. No. They call it out it is. Because I'm not, I mean, I'm not racist. And I'm not xenophobic. And I call Papa how he is. He's a jag. He's flat in the front. And call me out on that. If I'm misogynistic, then uh, yeah. If I'm homophobic, whatever. I'm not really homophobic. I'm just calling the guy flat in the front. But call, do that. Don't call me racist. Don't call me a xenophobic. Because that's bullshit. But I'm getting tired of this narrative because you know what? 
the, the, the press doesn't do that to Marcus Rashford. I mean, they don't even do it to Rafael Varane, and he's French, so don't give me this. It's a French bias. It's Paul Pogba. It's a Paul Pogba bias, yes. Because Paul has never endeared himself to Manchester, period. He's always had his eyes set on something else. He's never given his heart to Manchester, period. End of story. Well, I think I think what he said was true. I think it's I think it's a lot of times it's hard to hear that the club that you favor isn't doing what you needed to do. Um, I think if you look at any of those guys, you know, from Rooney to Ronaldo to Beckham, who are, in my opinion, superstars, you know, they also are real about, you know, having aspirations to play at different clubs and they've and they've done so. Um I think the thing with Paul, if you look at the, the day and age and where we're at right now, um, things are going to get magnified by big players. So, um, you know, I wasn't I almost wait for the the Paul Pogba uh, saga when he goes on break because he's going to say something that's going to piss off United fans. Um, so, you know, the way that I look at it, you know, for me, I hope that we keep him. Mm-mm. I don't think we're going to. Thank God. But I think, you know, when I look at, you know, overall where he was, you know, as a young kid, um, coming through the academy, just, you know, lighting the world on fire, wanted to get his opportunity, didn't get it the way that he wanted it and left. I thought he played really well when he left and then, you know, wanted to come back and, you know, cried to his mom even. Um, it, that's how bad I think he wanted to be here. That's That's coming out of his mouth. Um, so, you know, <coughs> for me, the way that I look at it, um, you know, it, it stinks. Uh, you know, his, his legacy will be, I think, 50-50. I think people will either hate him or they love him. Um, but I think, you know, ultimately, you know, for him, for his family, uh, his brother, mom, you know, his wife and his kids, he'll be able to look back and say that he played for the club, one of the biggest clubs in the world, lifted trophies for that club. Uh, and had aspirations to do more, just wasn't able to get it done. So you see, I'm not can, too worried about. Can, can I say something real quick? Yeah, yeah. You said there's people that are loving or hate him, right? That's what I think. Can we? Can are, are you in agreement with this? Because there's people that there's talking heads that I don't know why I still follow these guys on Twitter. <laughs> um, they're talking heads that people that hate. Paul Pogba, or, I mean, I don't hate him. I just don't, I just, I just don't think, I don't rate him. You know, I'm going to speak the truth about him, period. Uh, I'm called a racist and a xenophobe because I just, I don't agree with Paul Pogba. I'd, I'd rather him not, have, I mean, so yes, if you're going to have a love or hate, yes, put me in the hate category because I don't love Paul Pogba. I don't want him on my team. But can we just get off the fact that I, I the people think, that I hate him are racist and xenophobic? I think that, that, I don't think there's so much calling. When people say that, I don't think they're talking to you. I think what they're saying is what they see most of the time, not 100% of the time, but most of the time, it's you always kind of look at things and go, wait a minute, why is this said about Mason and not about Foden? You know, why do they, why do they continue? So when it happens, I think they get put into that mode of, 
they better not say anything about this guy that they're not going to say about the other guy. <laughs> and it goes back to what I said earlier. The English people are so far behind that they're still kneeling at games before the games start to kick racism out, and that gets booed. So when people who live there, I think, that are in that moment, that live there live when they see things, the first thing they do is they go, what color is the guy? They don't go who's the player or what club. They go, what color is the guy? And then they look at the comments and go, mm, I'm going to make my decision based off the fact that this is a brown guy. They wouldn't say that it's the same thing about a white guy. So you either ride with us or you're just this horrible person. Um, so, I, again, I don't think that person, for me anyways, I know I get triggered really easy. You know, and I and that, this is something I told you I've been working on with not being fans of just the player, but being just a fan of the club because it'll trigger me from time to time. And I think they those Pogba fans, they'll do that. They know how to do it. <laughs> and a lot of times they'll use race. Um, to be able to, to to get their point across. So it is unfortunate, but I think when it happens once or twice, it's difficult for those people to kind of separate the two when there's anything negative that, that's said about him. They'll just go right to, it's, it's a race thing. And I can't make them feel how I want them to feel. Mm. I want them to base it off of football. I don't want to talk race, but I know it's real. Mm. Race is real. It happens. It's It's unfortunate players get talked about in negative ways if we could just keep the conversation on how he plays on the pitch week in and week out i think a lot of people would be able to appreciate the things that he's done and yes say say you know he's not played well at times and i think that's fair i think it's unfortunate when people go well since you criticized him then you must be a racist because anyone that does any any negative flack mm. that he gets, it's because he's a black uh, French uh, uh, player. So it, it's it's a tough one for me because, like I said, I think he's a good player, and so automatically I'm a fanboy, <laughs> right? If you don't think he's a good player, you get thrown into that category. Oh, you must be racist because he's freaking dope. So I I think knowing yourself is the first part of it. Like, you know, somebody calls you out on something. It's like, mm. that's not who I've ever been. So you're reading it wrong. You don't know how I really feel about the, the player. I just don't rate the guy. So when I hear him say he wants to go to a different club, it makes me feel like he doesn't like being here. I always tell people your favorite United players have wanted to leave United. Some of your favorites. That's their prerogative. But they've, they've actually players, done something for United. doesn't matter if they want wanted to win something or not. They didn't want to be here. That's all I'm saying. That's a fact. That doesn't mean they're bad people. That doesn't mean they don't love the club. It just means that most little boys who play big-time soccer, when they're little, when they grow up, they watch Zidane. They watch, you know, Figo. They watch the big-time players, and they go, man, I'd like to play there too. Now, that doesn't mean that they don't also say – I watch Ryan Giggs. I watch Gary Neville, and I want to be be at United. But they watch the young, they watch the guys that came before them that played at those big clubs, and that's the dream of all of those players. You you put a gun to any of those players' heads, turn the microphone off, don't record them, and ask them, "Would you like to play for Real?" The answer would be yes. Would you like to play for Barca? The answer would be yes. Would you like to play for Manchester United? The answer is yes. It's yes every single time. If you're a big time player, you want that on your CV. So I don't, I don't 
have any fault in that for those guys because that's normal. That's normal. It may not be the norm for, say, uh, us, you know, American basketball. We look at the Reggie Millers of the world and we go, that that's how you do it. We look at the Kobe Bryant's of the world and we go, that's how you do it. You know, barring Michael Jordan's spit with the with the Wizards, which was horrible, not record-wise, but just to see him in a Wizards uniform, mm. he's a Chicago guy. And that's what we look at as our heroes. You know, you know Tom Brady, you know, we when we look at it, we go, well, he should be a Patriot. We don't – we look at him in a different uniform. We go, what the hell are you doing in a Tampa Bay uniform? So it's different with, with football players that are international football stars. They have dreams to play for all of these clubs. So – I, I don't I'm I'm not into that hype of all this. I, I'm I'm with you on the oh hell. Son of a son of a biscuit. We just got scored. I guess your feed's faster than mine. Um I just think we need to focus in on and you've done this. He does something well. I've heard you on the podcast say, play a pretty decent game today. And I know you don't rate him, but you've said that. Mm-hmm. He plays like crap. I've heard you say. Played like he played like crap. That's it. That's, that's, I think, where it needs to stand, and I think a lot more people will be able to separate that you hate it, you know, you just hate him because you're a racist and he's a black man. That's never been the case with you. So, you know, whoever that guy was, yeah. I honestly feel like he was pushing your buttons because he doesn't know you, and that's an easy out of having a real conversation. You that's, said what you said. And that's, that's how you felt. And that's the thing. Is I just wanted to get away from, I mean, just because I don't agree with somebody... And I know he gets attacked in the press. Yes. It's a part of the gig. Raphael Varane is black and French. He doesn't get attacked. Martial, I'm uh, sorry, Martial. Um, Rashford, black, doesn't get attacked as much. Sancho, right? It's a part of the gig. Erwin Basaka got fucking nasty ass. Ugh, don't you want to say it? In, you know, cream pies and he he doesn't get attacked in the press it's the it's the tony martial it's the paul public again when those guys get one if anyone gets any sniff of things being race racial it's the marcus rashford thing with with foden that i spoke about before that then every everything just gets encompassed by that Mm -hmm. and then you just go oh that's that They're, they're just doing it again and i can't argue with them that's how they feel. Mm-hmm. That's how they feel. They feel like they've been done wrong, and this white guy's done something, and he doesn't get criticized in the paper. How can I argue that? I don't read the Manchester Evening News. I don't know what's going on in Manchester like that. But I know this. I look at those podcasts. I watch those guys react, black and white, and they've said that. Yeah, th- th- this th- there is there is a bias here. That doesn't mean that you're racist, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. It means you need to just continue to treat people the same way throughout. Yeah. Judge the guy for his football character and what he does <laughs> off the pitch. Yeah. I think he's a stand-up guy off the pitch, um, and and I and I think that's how we need to start rating these guys. Um, yeah. Not, not so much, you know. And I hope his, he gets his mental. I mean, he talked about mental health in the interview, and hey, that's that's a big thing right now. And I'm not being trying to be sarcastic or anything. But I mean, I hope he gets right. You know what I mean? Because that's well, yeah, got as a person, that's what he needs. House broken into, in the house and, yeah. You know, I mean, it's horrible. You know, that's a horrible feeling. Exactly. So, so I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm wishing the best for him, but not in Manchester. Well, anyways, this I mean, we 
too much, too much Paul Pogba. Too much Paul Pogba. We'll move on from this. You can see. Um, uh, getting back to old guard, you see, real quick, the comments of Gary Neville, because you, you brought up Jane Sancho. Party! Yeah! Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you tell me what he's doing. Because he has some two beautiful models, Instagram models by his side. This time it was just a, like, Jamaican re- reggae superstar drinking, partying. Red up. stripes. Just having a good time. Man. Yeah, one of those big old Jamaican blunts. It looked like he had a bottle of champagne, not not like uh, not any weed or anything mm-hmm. like that, but it looked like a bottle of champagne. So Gary Neville last week had a comment, uh, which I I understand where he's coming from. EC, I understand what he's doing. It's the fact of hey, we just got our ass kicked out of Champions League, and you know, but at his time. Social media wasn't there, right? Uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, people with cell phone cameras. Um, but he said a comment that, you know, if it was us, we wouldn't been being seen at, I guess when he said Italian, I was assuming an Italian restaurant or out and about, blah, blah, blah. We wouldn't be seen at um, UFC fights um, and so on and so forth. And when he's, I think the biggest thing is the biggest statement that he said that these players are out of touch. I can't agree with the first part because people have to live their lives, but I do agree with the last statement that I've been saying that these players are out of touch, that they don't know, they have. I mean, there's no desire to win with these players. There's no desire to, desire to perform. They've made it to Manchester United, and that's it. So they go out and put an act on. They get dressed, put the uniform on, costume. I'm going to call it a costume, right? They put the costume on, the shirt, the fucking shorts, and boots and cleats. They put the costume on, and they perform an act. And then they go home, and, you know, they... they they uh they uh live off the residuals, right? It's like uh you know it's like Seinfeld or something, right? They uh the residual rights of the show they get they get monies from the show and then they live off that. So I I agree with the last part he said that they're out of touch these players because they don't they don't the fans hence the fans booing fucking Harry Maguire yesterday, hence the fans booing at Old Trafford. I just think that that that's a, that that part of the statement rings so true. I can't I can't say okay, uh, um, I can't go out to eat dinner with my wife or yeah the UFC in Dubai or wherever the fuck it was. Okay, you know I I get that you know international break, give it a week. Okay, Jaden, don't mind that, but directly the week after a Champions League loss and getting kicked out. I kind of do mind that the fact that they just they just like said fuck it we're just gonna go do a, we're gonna do a we you do you boo that's what they did they did themselves. I I think Gary first of all let me just say I think Gary does a great job um, so to to be able to transition from being a great player to to being a good 
commentary, having having a great podcast, does a great job. A lot of times he's off base. This is one of those times. He's a what? <laughs> this is, he's off base on this big time. Um, this this is this is the typical back in my day. This is what that is. That's what this rant is. Um, I love get a chance, guys. Listen to listen to the vibe of five. Just yesterday, you know, again, Ferdinand, who played ball with him, said out loud again. I've been saying this for years and years. He keeps comparing his day. This is what I'm saying. This is what Keen does in my day to the present day, and you can't. You can't. That's why these kids these, are soft. These guys, nope. This is not what Ferdinand. This is Ferdinand. This is an EC talking. Just, just imagine I'm bald headed and have an amazing beard, and I'm Rio. He literally said out loud again. I've been saying this forever. When you have the best players, and the other teams don't, and they didn't, and we win everything because we're supposed to because we out out. Oh, you gotta be freaking kidding me with this freaking team. And we get out athletic. Because we out-athletic everyone because we had all the best players and we won all of the things. We can't do that anymore. Now you have to go out and recruit. So it starts at the top. You have to pick the right players, not just the star players. You have to put together a good system. That's the coach. And then you can win things. That's why Pep's so great. That's why Klopp's so great. So when United lose things and he comes on radio and says they don't get it, he doesn't get it. He defends the brass because he No, he doesn't. Them. Actually, he's come after the brass. Listen, if you if you think he does and you think he's doing a good job of, of keeping those guys accountable, that's on you. I disagree strongly. I think he could say a whole lot more than what he says. I think Micah called him out two weeks ago. I was glad he did. I don't like it. I, I actually hate it. He's defended Ole until... I, it was just—it's it's just ridiculous. I'm getting—I'm getting. I'm getting no, 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 no. Tell me what the difference between Ole and Ragnik. I mean, look at the players. Who—who? What, what who, what's the difference between Ole and Ragnik? If you want—if you want to talk Ole, I Ole did try to do everything Ole. he can, but these fucking players are just are shit for brains. I'll—I'll I'll answer your question. I'm gonna get back to what I was saying. Ole and Ragnik are complete opposites. Ole had no clue of what he was doing on that pitch as a coach. And it showed because there was no system, no pattern. But he got second last year, right? I on, and that's, that's credit to the players. And I've said that time and time again. I can't, I can't say the players fault, but oh, it's credit to the players. So when it's good, it's players. When it's bad, it's only. So I, that's just, come on, man. If, if again, if you think, you have to blame the players too. If if you if you think Ole was a great coach, that's I don't say he's a great coach. It's just the fact of I'm tired of I'm tired of all this thing that, like you said, oh he can't criticize Ole. I mean, well, the, I mean he criticized players, and so does and so does Roy Keane, and so, and so does Roy Keane, and oh no, oh they're out of touch. They can't uh, they can't criticize the players because oh they didn't have any tactics with Ole. Well, the fuck they don't. Have any, I mean, obviously they don't have any tactics with Ragnik because they just got trounced out of the fucking Champions League and they're what they're still they're they're in sixth place right now sixth place right now four points behind Arsenal I have honestly said things about Ragnik I think Ragnik's a way better coach than only I don't even think it's close yeah and the the players really showing it too the fact that he kept that job for as long as he did and the fact that the brass continued the Roy Keens of the world continued to defend him was a joke 
But I honestly think that with what Neville continues to say, things like that, he just sounds way out of touch. Now, again, I honestly think he's going to defend the club till the cows come home, and that's fine. He's played for him his whole life. His nephew plays for him. That's totally fine. That's his prerogative to say what he wants. But I have come out and said bad things about Ole. I've said bad things about Ragnick. I think, again, the players will cover up for the crap that goes on there at United, but they'll continue to get stick, which is fine. If people want to say that it's the player's fault. That's your prerogative. I don't agree with you. I think it starts at the top and it's trickled down. But I do not think that a guy or girl playing sports is or should be, you know, put down or, or, or made to feel like he's not better than uh, because he goes out. I think, like I said, when you look at the way that it, that it should be judged, it should be judged on the totality of that team that's around you, that coach, the, 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 the board, the, 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 the staff that are there that are, are doing the fitness, all, all of that, all of those things should be put into the equation when you're talking about what Kerry Neville played with and who played around him and the players that are there at Manchester United. I just wish he would just say that one. Owen, I said, I said this three weeks ago. Owen is the only one, and Rio just finally said it again yesterday. You can't compare the two. Like I, I can't. I don't even understand people that watched them back in the '90s and early 2000s try to even compare the two clubs and the the set of players. It's 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 not even fair to try to say to yourself as a United fan. Let's take that group and then let's take this group of the, let's just say a decade, the past decade, and try to compare them to that club. It's a whole different club than it was back then. So this guy on this, they shouldn't do this. The players don't have that. I just wish he would sometimes just focus in on what he's great at, which is analyzing football. That's what he does a good job of. Not defending the club not making excuses for managers that shouldn't be in the club. If you want to criticize a player, do it. I think that's why you're in the position that you're in. I think that's why you have a podcast. Do those things. But let's just let's just say these guys got to behave how we behave, like he didn't go out and do things after they lost matches. Get get all the way out of here. Get get all the way out of here. I, it, it just drives me nuts to hear that guy talk sometimes. But, hey, listen. Fair play to the guy. Play great. Has a great podcast. I listen to it um, regularly um, and and hope he continues to, to do Sky Sports. I think he does a great job on Sky Sports. I just don't agree with everything he says. I agree with some of the things he says. Just But are these players out of touch? The players are not out of touch. He did. When did he stop playing football? Mm. 2003, 2004? Never? Gary Neville, when did he stop playing professional football? Ten. Okay. So it's safe to say that Gary Neville probably has no idea what it's like to play in this era. Rio Ferdinand, out of his mouth, this is not EC making things up, said out loud, this football that we play today has nothing to do with the way that it was played back in the day. If you want to win in today's game, you have to have tactics. You know what he said they had? They're better players. Period. 
this is real. This is not EC trying to make something up or create a narrative to try to fit my goal. Rio said this. Sir Alex saw the best player that was out there. He went and got him. Didn't matter if you were a defender, striker, midfielder. If you were the best, you're on the team. Period. And you can debate and argue it all you want. This is Rio saying this. This is not me making something up. And he said that to say, when you continue to say that the, the likes of Klopp, who have a system, <clears throat> the likes of Pep, who have a system, the likes of Thomas Tuchel, who have a system, you can't compete with that. So you have to have those players of individual brilliance if you don't have a manager that has the tactics better than a roach, i.e. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. You have to have players. And that's what happened. So I credit Ole for keeping the room happy because everybody was pissed. You got to give the guy credit. He came in and changed the complete atmosphere of the club. But if you don't have any tactics and you don't know what the hell you're doing, you will not win in this day and age. So Gary has to come to this day and age and understand the players, as you said, that have social media accounts, that have Twitter, that have Facebook, that have Instagram, that have Twitter. That they are flat in the front. to deal with. That are flat in the front. he didn't have to do that. But again, he's able to criticize and talk about those players who deal with those things on a day in, day out, camera in your face, everyday moment. Let's just... It, it just drives me nuts when he tries to compare the two. You can't compare them. I'm glad Rio spoke out yesterday and said what he said. That's all I got. That's my little soapbox on Neville. He just pisses me off sometimes. <laughs> well, I, I, again, the comments about not going out, okay, that. But I agree with the players being out of touch because – Obviously, I mean, they, they don't listen to the fans. They they know the fans' frustration. I mean, the fans know when they don't go out there and perform. Uh, they give half-ass half ass effort, which they've done too many a time this year. Um, so, yeah, that's out of touch. That's out of touch. Um, all right, EC, that's um, going to bring up um, – I want to bring up uh, – I was going to bring up some other international play. Uh, we could talk about the Old Trafford renovation next week. Uh, just real quick, Wayne Rooney and Patrick Vieira getting inducted to the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Vieira, yes. Wayne Rooney, no. I was When I saw it, I was kind of like, what the fuck? Why? I mean, it's a little too early for him. Um, yes, he's the... Leaning gold score for Manchester United, but I just, I just, I, I don't agree that he's right now. I think there's more. If you're gonna, other people should have get inducted to the Hall of Fame before him. I don't know. It's just Vieira, yes, and then I know I'm gonna get, you know, I, I'm, I guess maybe in this pod I'm sounding like a Manchester United hater, but I'm not. I'm gonna love my love my club, but yes, Patrick Vieira, yes, uh, Wayne Rooney. I think you needed to wait. You know, I think it should be like baseball. Five years after, you know, you come into, you know, you get retire because I think he's he's a manager now, but I think he's you know he's one year out of playing. Um, is he is he a, is a Hall of Famer before Dwight York? No, he does not. Or you know, because I think Yorkie's what has more goals. You know, in the Premier League era, is he a Hall of Famer before Cristiano Ronaldo? Overall, in goal scoring, maybe yes, but 
Ronaldo's won at least one Ballon d'Or with Manchester United and a Champions League, just like Rooney. They both have the same. Uh, they both have almost the same uh, trophies, league titles. Uh, I think Rooney has a little bit more because Ronaldo left in two thousand nine. But paper to paper, player to player, pimp to pimp, Rooney. I mean. <laughs> Uh, Ronaldo is, you know, <laughs> Hall of Famer. Um, does he? I mean, it was it too. My question is, was it too early to induct Wayne Rooney as Hall of Fame? You see, I think, I think this goes back to, and I, I love this conversation. I'm glad that you brought this up. It goes back to how do we, how do we base the criteria? Because if you start looking at it. If, if you're saying you're going to do it like baseball, then, yeah, obviously, he's just now coaching. Oh, come on. Come on. He's just now coaching at uh, Derby. So do they have something set in stone where there's like, okay, you go you go three years past your last game or you go four years. You know, they have to start setting those criteria and those, and those, those kind of um, – Oh, if you call them landmarks or, or whatever you, you're, you, the criteria that you're supposed to meet to be in, um, should he be in the Hall of Fame? Absolutely, yes. Uh, 16 years old uh, debut, uh, you know, scores a goal against arguably one of the top teams in the land, Arsenal at the time. Um, you know, goes on to, um, you know, essentially leave that club after you know they he. If you look at any Evertonian and ask them who was going to change the trajectory of their club, it was Wayne Rooney. Um, what does Sir Alex Ferguson do? He does what he always does. He gets right, the, right. right, like I said right. before, and he puts them into the club. And what does he do? He doesn't flinch. I think his debut Champions League is a hat trick. Um, you know, and the, and then the rest is history. I think the only probably uh, mark that he'd probably have on his career is internationally. Um, you know, injured far too often to be able to get it done. Um, he, he'll, he'll attest to that. I mean, everyone's seen the documentary, um, but you know, as, as a club, the World Cup red card. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the red, the red card, the the injuries, he just never was able to, um, make it happen internationally. Um, but, but other than that, I think his career, um, as, as a player on the pitch. Now this guy wasn't the best off the pitch, had his, had his issues with women. Um, I, I ultimately think it, it was deserved, but I think too soon is, is it's me and you. It's our American. Cause I'm the same way with you. I like that baseball and football says, let's let that marinate. You've played for 15 seasons, which is a, which is a phenomenal feat, 10 seasons. Let's let it marinate. Let's, let's have four seasons to let it digest. Let's then go back, look at the stats, look at statistics, and then figure out whether or not you match up to the greats. I like that. I love that criteria because then it gives the writers, it gives the fans an opportunity to look at your body of work, you know, get over the nostalgia of you playing week in and week out and give a real indication of how you feel, whether or not they're worthy of being into the hall. So now, listen, he's going to get in now. He's going to get in when he 10 years from now. Right. So you can't be at one of the best clubs ever and be the best goal scorer and not get in. Um, but again, timing wise, might have been a little early, but it's it, it's not like the kid's not going to get in. He's he's going to get in, you know. I don't I don't I don't I think if, if they, I don't know if they, how they do like first ballot, and that's the whole thing. Yeah, I'd love for them to give 
the criteria, the, the written criteria of this many goals, this many assists, you know, this many clean sheets, this many fouls, this many red cards, this many, you know, appearances off the bit, like give a criteria, international goals, give a criteria of what makes a Hall of Famer, put that out there, yeah. right? And then we can all objectively go, okay, yeah, I love the guy at my club, but he don't have anywhere near this. He yeah, because close to that. We talked about the David Beckham thing, right? When he got inducted, his criteria was not. I brought up Dwight York. I mean, because his criteria, I mean, goals, assists. Right. I mean, it was just up there. It was just, yeah. I mean, it wasn't even close. You want to talk about titles? Pretty much the same thing with titles, right? And everybody wants to say impact on the sport. Okay, okay. What what is it? Impact on the sport, or is it impact on uh, football? I mean, because Wayne Rooney had a negative impact on the sport sometimes. But yeah. yes, his goals are up up there because he played for so long. Um, but guys, again, I'm, I don't I don't I'm fixated on Dwight York, but I am look at Eric Cantona. Eric Cantona was elected to the Hall of Fame. Am I am I not correct, or he's not? I thought Eric got in on that first when they were dropping like the first, you know, players. Mm-hmm. There was a, it was a little bit of a glitch there with there wasn't a couple of United players, and all of a sudden the United players started coming then, because then, I mean if you're then, if you're just being honest, like you could probably pick a couple of United teams, yeah, and and put them in there. Schmeichel, that, Schmeichel, right? I mean, you want to look at have, titles? I mean, look at Schmeichel. Right. I mean, Roy King got inducted, right? It's just yeah, so. that whole thing is like I think it was just too soon. I'm not saying it was not, but it's more fact that it's too soon to me. But that is what it is. All right, you see, we have Lester at the weekend. What are your predictions? Uh, it's almost like I'm like, uh, we're back to playing again. Mm-hmm. I I look forward to it and then I dread it because it, it can sometimes kill my week. Um they're not playing as well as they need to play, which is a good thing. Um you know, their manager kind of came on into some scrutiny as well. Well-deserved because I think they do have a pretty good squad. He's got a good system that he runs. Um, but they haven't lived up to expectations. This is the family derby for me. My son's a huge Leicester fan. So we will be talking crap to each other uh, after the game's over. But um, ultimately, I think, you know, we haven't had any major injuries except for Bayi, which isn't major. That's not a huge alert for us. Um, so we got everybody coming back. Um, they look like they're in good form with Bruno and Ronaldo having a good game. Uh, Varane played well. Pogba had an assist. So, you know, we've got players who are are, are in decent form. Um, you know, so, you know, I'm hoping, you know, we can go in, play physical, play tough. That's what Leicester's going to bring to the table. Um, and get a two-to-one victory is what I'm aiming for. Most of our players are back, I think, right? Or today. So they should have one. One training session, yes, tomorrow, Friday, with the game on Saturday. Uh, Leicester, I'm pretty sure most of their players didn't go to the national break because I don't think they have as many international players. I don't know if we'll be a little jet-lagged, especially for the South American players. I think Cavani got hurt uh, yesterday, right? Or, right, he got taken off? Uh, don't don't quote me on that. I'm I think so. Sure. So, but yeah, Cavani's been. I mean, I really don't count him, right? Don't rate him. I'm not saying rate him, but count him as a as a reliable, you know, player. Uh, 
That's a good one, EC. I mean, we've been on draws. We lost against uh, we lost against Atletico, man. I mean, should I just go with the old draw city one one? <laughs> right? I mean, I mean, the odds are right. We're gonna draw. Let's go with the draw, and that'll if it's a draw, that's gonna put a death nail in the coffin because we are sixth in the league, one point behind Tottenham, and I believe four points behind Arsenal. Well, Arsenal still has a game in hand. So with their game in hand, they can go up seven points in, in, in fourth position. If we draw, that's a death nail. Uh, we are looking at Europa League next year. Uh, and who knows what happens. We have to win, period. We have to win. Um, but the look, the looks of it, if we have a bunch of Jags coming out, which I'm pretty sure we do, uh, we have a bunch of Jags coming out, it's going to be a draw. If we have monsters coming out like there were in in, um, in 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 their European play, then we'll win. But it's just one of those things when they put the United uniform on. It's just it's so disheartening to see these these people these players wear the colors of Manchester United and and walk under that pitch because they don't deserve it. Um, and most of the players, not all of them. That's my rant right there. That's why, uh, like I said. I have the the intro with the Mike Singletary. Don't want them. Don't need them. Can't win with them. Can't win with these players. All right, EC, you heard the slap around the world on, on Saturday, I'm pretty sure. Real quick, who do you think? Are you a team uh, team Chris Rock or are you team Will Smith? Because I'm going to give you my, my opinion real quick. Um, I'm definitely a team Chris Rock. Um, you know, I don't. You clearly see that he took his marching orders from his wife. I've watched it like ten times. I know. Um, she he laughed at the joke. Yep. She wasn't happy about it. Nope. He even reacted. So it's just it's it's unfortunate because the guy obviously has some mental issues going on, and this just proves again and again and again. It doesn't matter how many billions you got, if you don't got it going right in the cabeza, I think that's how you say it. You're gonna have issues. So he needs some therapy. He's needed it for quite some time. Um, Chris Rock took the brunt of that, and why would he ever think that Will, who laughed at his joke, would come up there and assault him? Um, and so, you know, he did, um, and, it, and it's unfortunate. So um, they seem to be friends. I don't know these celebrities. They can say whatever the hell they want on Twitter. They, they seem to be friends, though, so you would hope that uh, they can work things out um, and, 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 and make it a, a peaceful situation. But, you know, this is this is the... I think Chris said the third time that he's been assaulted um, while while doing stand up, and he's and it's so bad for him. This is back in his SNL days. He's had to actually do therapy um, for this because he was actually mugged uh, after an SNL taping by gunpoint. So this is a guy who's got a lot of trauma, um, and this just leads to it or adds to it, I should say. And um, it's unfortunate uh, for Will. It's a big punk move. Um, I really like the guy as an actor. I liked his music as well when I was younger. <laughs> you got jiggy is... with it? No, not the jiggy times, but the summer, summertime. I thought that was a really good song. Parents just don't understand. Really cool songs for me as a young kid. You know, hearing parents just don't understand was really cool. Um, but this, this will, this uh, entanglement will, this uh, I love Tupac more than I loved you will, this slapping Chris Rock in the face. Not a big fan. Love the new show. I think the, I think the new show is, is great. But uh, 
I don't like the way he's moving. So that's that's my two cents on it. No, I, I'm. When I watched it, I was talking to my mom. I'm like, did that just happen? Mom's like, oh, that was staged. So I had to go back and watch it and watch it again. And obviously, Twitter's blown up or not. The more I watched it again, like you said, he laughed at it. You know, it's a joke. It was. I mean, it wasn't even a horrible joke. Who would have known about her? You know, her condition, which she's been bald for a bit. You know what I mean? And she's gorgeous. You know what I mean? Jada Pinkett's a gorgeous fifty-year-old. You know, whatever, fifty-five. She's freaking gorgeous, dude. I mean, yeah. I'm, I mean, if I would have, a, a, you know, a past night, you know, maybe. If, I know she's crazy, but you know, whatever. You know, Jada, Jada's, you know, she's she's freaking gorgeous. The joke wasn't off cuff. I don't think. I mean, shit, Demi Moore and fucking Jay Jane. What? Don't get me wrong. But um, it took a lot of restraint for for Chris Rock not to retaliate verbally because he could have torn that guy up on stage verbally. You know, on with the show. So I, I applaud Chris Rock. And just like you, like you, like you said, this 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 thing with uh, Will. Good thing his kids are out. You know, they're not of uh, they're over eighteen. So if he does t- divorce her, you know, he's only gonna lose half his shit. Not pay child support either, but he's gonna lose half his shit to her. Uh, but when you're a multi millionaire, half your shit really, you know, it's not it's gonna hurt us like us. You know, these common us, these common folk. Uh, but. He needs, I thought it was a bitch-ass move, period. I mean, one, did you slap the dude that was banging your wife when you knew he was banging your wife? You know what I mean? Like that? No. So, that's all I have to say. I uh, hope he, like you said, if it's a mental issue, um, if it's, you know, counseling with his wife that he needs to do. Uh, but you know what? I understand, Now I understand why. Uh, his mommy, he had, his mommy, or... He had to go live with his auntie and his uncle in Bel Air because he's a bitch. Because he slapped him, and Chris Rock took that shit like a champion. You know what I mean? So that's why he couldn't live in West Philadelphia anymore. Because I'm pretty sure he couldn't fight for shit. So uh, Will Will Smith, good luck. Good luck to you. Good luck to your family, Chris Rock. Um, you have a you have a pretty good chin, boss. So EC. Let's uh let's uh let's let's get this over with. Let's uh let's go on to let's go on to Lester. Let's hope to let's hope I I, I really want to end on a positive. I really hope we win. I we need to turn this t- we need to turn this season around. We have what two months left? You see, April and and May to try to do something. Top four is what we need. I don't know if top four is the best for us because who knows. What's Ronaldo going to do, right? If we get top four, he's going to stay. A lot of people think he's the problem. Who knows? Um, other players that are on their team that might stay. Are we going to offer big money to, you know, like say, Paul Pogba uh, if we keep top four? Is he going to want to stay? Um, it could be a blessing and a curse for us, but I'd rather be in a Champions League position so we know we get the best manager and we can attract the best talent. All right? So I'm hoping I'm hoping with you, EC. Let's hope for a win at Leicester this weekend. All right, guys. Uh, great pod. Thank you for everything. No, great pod, guys. As always, um, 
you know, hopefully we can come back Wednesday with some positive news. <laughs> I don't know how it's going to go, but hopefully we can come back with some positive news. But, yeah, great pod. Uh, do it again next Wednesday. Lucky Diaz, we're at. Hey, Will Smith, Tupac got a message for you. I ain't got no motherfucker. That's why I fuck your bitch, you fat motherfucker. Take money. Westside, bad boy killers. You know who the realest is, niggas. We bring it to (laughs) First off, fuck your bitch in the click you claim. Westside, when we ride, come equipped with game. You claim to be a player, but I fucked your wife. We bust on bad boys, niggas fuck for life. Plus, Puffy tryna see me weak, hearts I rip. Vicky Smalls and Junior Mafia, some mark ass bitches. We keep on.